Hello, local listeners. This is your host, Rob Koyansky. Hey, we're living in some rare times right now. And you know what? You know, one, I just want to thank everybody that takes time to, you know, listen to my show and for all the businesses that and guests that uh, engage. You know, I really appreciate it. That means a lot to me. On today's episode, um, we have a very talented ghost writer, Julie Eason. Um, she's an author, speaker, and CEO of FanNet House of Books, a boutique book company, production company that helps people through their entire process from the early book development through writing, publishing, and distribution. She has ghostwritten multi-million dollar books for thought leaders and influencers in a wide variety of industries. You know, this is one way that a business can get out there, reinvent themselves, think about different ways of connecting with your community. So let's listen to Julie and what she has to say. Hi, this is Rod Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities. Think exacta. Enjoy the show. All right. So welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. Today we have Julie Eason. Did I say that correct? Yeah, you sure did. Awesome. Awesome. And you are a ghostwriter, correct? I'm a ghostwriter, publisher, trainer, a lot of different things. A yeah, but we, we do lots of things with books. <laughs> okay, that's really cool. And the name of your company, say that properly. So I don't want to jack it up for you. <laughs> it's Thanet House Publishing. Okay, so I would have I had it right. All right, very cool. Yep. So b- before we get into the nuts and bolts of what you do for people, especially with the, the writing, which is a, a really cool topic, is um, you know give a little bit of the, the listeners a little bit more of a background of who you are and how you got to this point of uh, writing books for others. Okay, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I love I love talking to people about books and how it can help grow their businesses, and it's just a. I just love talking to anybody who'll listen. So this is great. Um, I So I was a journalist. Actually, I was a stay-at-home mom trying to figure out how to make a little bit of extra money uh, just, just doing something I could do at home. And this was before email, before the internet, like way back in the day. Um, and I found out that I could write and I could write articles for magazines and type them up on a typewriter and send them in the mail with stamps and all the things. And, uh, and they would pay me money, which was fantastic. And then over time, I learned that that uh, model was starting to go away as soon as the internet came around. And I sort of found my way into copywriting, which if you don't know is business writing, it's, it's brochure. At the time, it was brochures and yes. white papers. Now it's, you know, websites and digital marketing and, and email marketing and all, all kinds of things. Uh, and my, my clients, they just all wanted books. At the, at the end of the day, they were like, you know what? It's time for me to write a book. Can you help me with that? And of course, as a good freelancer would, I just said, yes, of course I can help you with that. And then I had to figure out how to do it. Um, but I found out that I just, I, I loved writing books for business people. Um, I loved helping them spread their message and expand their brands and, and just really, you know, beef up their, their marketing options. Uh, and so I, I went into writing and publishing books full time. That's awesome. That's, you know, and that's, that's the, I don't think people realize that it takes a lot to write. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. It, it really does. I mean, I, I tell people like, uh, 
when I try to write is like, I'm good at speaking in front of people. I'm good at my podcast. I'm good at like doing the videos, but it doesn't come out of my fingers. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. Um, there's, there's two kinds of people. There's introverts and extroverts and introverts prefer to write. They prefer to process inside themselves and then, and then external, you know, externally, um, express themselves and uh, extroverts are the exact opposite. They, people think, oh, that means that they like people. It, yes, that's part of it, but not. Mostly is that they externally process. So that means that they like to share ideas verbally rather than writing. And, yeah. and there's a lot of people, though, that are really good writers. And then they, when it comes to writing their books, like, they just can't do it. They, they, have, the, they have these blocks that get in their way, and they don't, they don't know how to get over them, or they don't know how to get past them. And so they put it away, and then they pull it out again later, and then they put it away, and they fiddle around with the outline a little bit, and then, then they make a commitment, or they buy a course, and like, I'm going to do it this time, and then they don't do it, and then they come to me. <laughs> like, I have to do this book. Exactly. So they go through all these different challenges to mm-hmm. wanting to write a book and how to, and then eventually they break down and get a professional. Yeah. And, and sometimes that means, you know, we're, we're doing it for them. Sometimes it means we're, we're, we're doing the writing, we're doing the book development, we're doing the publishing and all of that. Sometimes it just means like they just need a talking to. They just need to understand that it's normal to have four to five blocking places where you're going to get stuck and this is how you get over it. And, and sometimes it's just teaching them how to do a good book development, which is the early process, the planning process um, that actually makes the rest of the writing easy. Everybody learned how to write one way in school, and that way is great for school, but it's terrible for the real world. So, so let's, <laughs> let's dig into that a little bit. You know, yep. that's a good place to start. You know, when you talk about good book development, like you said, we learned one way in school, but to write mm-hmm. in a book is totally different. So dive into that a little bit, and you know, what does that look like? Yeah. So the the first three things you have to know, and I'm strictly talking business books, nonfiction. Okay, I'm talking about books that are going to bring customers and clients to your door, books that are going to get you on speaking stages, things like that. So you have a very specific goal, right? And that goal is I want to sell some products. I want to speak. I want to, you know, have a reason to be on the media. I want customers to be pre-sold on our services. Whatever that goal is for you, you need to know what that is. And then you need to know, more importantly even, you need to know who your audience is. Who are you teaching? Who are you talking to? And then once you know your audience, you've got to know what their problem is and what is that problem that you're trying to solve. And so book development is, is really, really defining those three things and then and only then starting to build out an outline because the reason, the, the reason that people get stuck and they go around in circles for years is because they have so much to say. They're experts. They, they've been in business for 5, 10, 25 years. They know so much that it all log jams in their heads and they just can't get it out. And so they need somebody to help them go, okay, back up. <laughs> you could write 17 books and never scratch the surface of what you know. Right. So you're just writing one book right now. So what is that book going to do? So audience purpose and goal is where you've got to start. Audience purpose and goal. And that's really looking at, you know, what are those outcomes, why you're writing a book, why someone mm-hmm. wants to read the book yep. and put the how to's within the middle. Exactly. Exactly. And then you can figure out, you know, like, let's learn the new rules, right? When you, so when you went, were in school and you learned how to write, you knew, you knew who the audience was. It was the teacher. 
Right. You, you knew what the purpose was. It was whatever topic they gave you. What you know? What are the socioeconomic implications of the French Revolution? Okay, I got to do these things. I got to check those off, and then I know exactly what to do for the goal, which is to get a good grade. So you were given all those things, but when you're writing a book for your business, you have to make that stuff up. Like you have to figure that out for yourself, and nobody ever teaches you how to do that. No, they don't. No, they don't. So I mean, how does like like you said, like you know, sounds like you're doing a lot of business books. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been crazy, Julie, since the first time we talked, um, I must have interviewed, I got the probably five or six books sitting on my desk over here, <laughs> yep. authors mm -hmm. that have come through and some of them written up to like nine books and all these different topics. And it seems like some of them like this different title, same format, different uh -huh. topics. Yeah, gee, go figure, because there's so these things called internet programs that where they teach you how to write according to templates. And yeah, so there's a lot of ways that you can uh, cheat the writer's block or cheat the, cheat the obstacles, and that is to write really, really fast and get it all out before your brain has a chance to figure out what you're doing. And so that's when you, you know, you have the little templates that you can download or you, you know, there's, there's book in a box programs and there's book in a weekend retreats and there's like how fast I've seen, like literally I've seen book in an hour. Wow. And I'm just like, That's crazy. hold on. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Is your business and your reputation not worth taking some time and some thought to actually write a really good book? They're like, oh, it's just a business card. No one's actually going to read it. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> you know, and I was just going to ask you that, but I see people doing this. They do. And, it's, and, and what's really funny is that at this point in time, having a book it, as a business card is like entry level. You have to have a book now if you're in business, really, for, for a lot of businesses, not, every, not everyone. But for a lot of them, like you have to, that is your business card. Well, you don't have a book. Well, then why, you know, why would I pay attention to you? But the problem is, is that people aren't taking the time and they aren't doing it right. They're not, they're not really developing the book as something that's actually going to serve them and serve their customers for 10, 20, 50 years, they're just trying to rush it out the door. And so, you know, because it's so easy to self-publish these days, it literally is just, a, it's a simple process, but it, it, uh, it makes me so frustrated <laughs> because I, I want you to have, you know, a book that you're going to be proud to show off. The problem is, is that people, they'll write their, these books and they'll send them out, but they're, they really hope nobody reads them because- so <laughs> right. So let me ask you that. I mean, like, what type of businesses should or cons or should consider having a book? Yeah. So we're talking to local businesses here, right? It's local first. Yeah. Podcast, I mean, well, so. yeah, local businesses. I mean, there's. I mean, yep. there's, I mean, there's a, a lot of them. Um, and it's like I even like get people asking me to read their. You want to you want to play a game because no one's ever been able to stump me on on what's give me a local business and I will come up with a book that, that would be awesome for that business. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> uh, how, how about nothing but cakes? Nothing nothing but cakes. So a bakery. Yes. Right. So if you are a bakery, who's your audience? People who like to eat, right? And people who maybe throw parties. And let's say maybe Nothing But Cakes does a lot of wedding cakes. And how awesome would it be if they had a, a, a quickie wedding planning guide or just the catering side of the wedding guide? Like, how do you find a good caterer? And what are the, maybe a catering budget book, something like that. What about a local first podcast? 
Local first podcast would be, I would do, I would put out a book every year and I would do the, the highlights of your year. I would pull out five or 10 of the best interviews and I'd pull out little nuggets and I'd make a whole book like the best of 2019, local first podcast. And then you've got a book people will buy every single year. Yep. <laughs> Tools of Titans. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That one in uh, the Tribe of Mentors, he put those two together based off of his podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're right on point. I was that's I'm looking at doing it at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just a piece of content, it's not a book. You you know, you you've got so much value, and a lot of times, especially with a podcast that's been going on for a long time, you there's so much great stuff that people will miss. Yeah, and so why not put it all in in one place where they can they can buy it? And the other cool thing is that you know that gives you a chance to re re engage with your guests. And actually like say, hey, we're putting this book out and you're in it, you know, and then, you know, hopefully they're going to be really proud of that fact and they're going to share it, which means you'll get more people buying the book, right? Right. Yeah. So there's so many, I mean, our most impactful, one of the most impactful books I've written was for a local locksmith. Right? Right? Look at your eyes. He just did a double take. I have to to remember, it was like, we were doing, so the listeners know, it's like, we're doing this on a Zoom call, and I'm looking at it without (laughs) saying nothing, realizing this is an audio podcast. (laughs) So his his jaw just dropped open, and, you know, thank goodness I didn't do that when you were drinking your coffee there. (laughs) (laughs) A locksmith. A locksmith, yeah. So, so, um, and actually, the reason that it was so impactful, it was the it's the fastest my record for the fastest book I've ever written. I, I ghost wrote that book, um, and then uh, helped him with a little bit of the publishing. Uh, but he was a security expert. Um, he's okay. he's not just a local locksmith, but he also runs um, a wholesale lock company, and that's all online. And so he helps people get the hardware right. And so there was this little tragedy called the Sandy Hook school shooting. And everyone at that point in time, which happens every time there's a shooting, it's, it's terrible, but it's, it does happen every time. People go, oh my God, we have to put you know, guards in the school. We have to put metal detectors in the school. We have to spend all this money in the schools. are like, I can't do this. We don't have the money. And so everybody's in this frenzy of reacting yeah. to this thing. And he's just like, Julie, my God, they don't even know what they can do with just locks. Like they don't know that there's electrified locks and there's electrified locks that have a three mile radius and that there's, you know, panic bars and, and remote controls and all, I mean, just all of these options that are not expensive and that don't require massive budget things and they don't require them to hire a guard to come into their kindergarten. I mean, all of these things. And he got a national radio show to go and talk about that. And he said, Julie, I need to have a book. I got to have a book. I'm on the show in a week and a half. Can you write it? And of course, I went. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I can write it. Uh, and and yeah, and so we wrote this book, and it it laid out all of the options. And his offer. So so the cool thing about our books is every book has a goal, right? So you're going to put that goal in the book. You're going to have a call to action that says, "Go and do something. Go and 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 get on my list." Or you know, we're going to give you some extra resources. His offer was brilliant. He said, "Take a picture of your doors, email it to me. I will tell you exactly the hardware you need. I will tell you exactly the part number you need. You can buy it from me, or you can buy it from somebody else. I don't care. Wow. But please, you know, protect your children. And you know, who do you think they're going to order from? The guy who wrote the book, right? <laughs> so people people always try to stump me. I said I did one for a locksmith. So you know." Exactly. If they can have a book, anybody can have anybody a book. Anybody can have a book. That is wild. I mean, so having a book, what is it, you know, you mentioned it a few times, but, you know, what does that do for a business? Um, it kind of gives you, like you said, it gives you a credibility uh, to do other things. I mean, 
what can you do with a book to help not only promote your business, but, you know, to, I guess, get to that next step. So if someone wants to do, write a book, they're in this business and maybe they want to do some speaking or they want to do some mm-hmm. events. So how does that help one? So, so let's take another example of a local business. Let's say that you're a home care, a home health, you know, you help seniors with, with everyday tasks, right? And you want to sign up more clients. You know, you want your business to grow. You want to be able to hire more people and, and expand. And really what you want to do is help more people like your mom, because she had a really hard time with finding people and finding transportation. And, and you just got this great service, but you live in, you know, maybe you live in a moderate to big size city and, and you've got a lot of competition and you've got people out there. So you write a book on, you know, different, different things that are available for people and, and different ways that you can, um, that you can help seniors live a better life at home. Great. You wrote this book. Now, every single time anybody is in the news that there's a, when anytime there's a senior story in the news, so maybe a celebrity's mom died or maybe, you know, there was some kind of tragic accident in, in a senior. I don't know. Like that's anytime it's in the news, you can go to your local TV station, your local radio station, any of your local newspaper, and you can provide an expert opinion because you're an author. You are automatically deemed an expert or an authority because you're an author that's got the word in it right there, right? Author. So it gets you into the media. It, uh, it allows you to have a, a book that you can deliver to the senior or the senior's caregiver and say, here, here's the resources that are available for you when you do a home inspection or something. It also allows you to put that book on your website where you say, hey, you know what, we have this gift for you. Give us a call and we'll send it out. Because it's, you know, maybe you spend, I don't know, five, seven dollars a book to to uh, to send it out to someone and give it away. But if you're talking about in this particular industry, I just happen to know that it's, you know, a good five, six thousand dollars a month for one client. I, th- I would spend $7 to do that. You know, I'm okay with yeah. it. The, the cost of leads is so much lower and it's so much higher perceived value than say, you know, some, some little report that they download on their computer and never read. That's interesting. Tons of things. I mean, I can go on all day. I don't know how much time we have to talk about all the ways <laughs> you can like improve your business. But uh, yeah, I mean, having, having that book, yeah, it makes you a celebrity. You could you can go on all of those media outlets once a month and do senior tips. Yeah, there's a senior driving month. You can go give driving tips. There's a senior, you know, um, like Grandparents Day. Go and talk about grandparents stuff. Like there's so many, and it, and it's just that recency in the mind of how often people see your name. They're going to go to you. Yeah, no doubt. Right. I like that. I like that. What are some of the challenges that people have when they say, oh, Julie, I want to write a book, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what to do. Yes. No, I want to do it. But, you know, you know, what else? Give me like the top three things that, you know, people have the challenges of like, I want to write a book for my business to promote myself and what we do to become that local authority in what we do. But I don't know how. I don't know how. Yeah. So, so the first thing is audience purpose and goal. That's where you start every single time. You got to know what you're writing. Why are you doing it? Like, and I don't mean why, like, you know, it's going to give me time freedom or it's going to let me spend more time with my kids. That's a great why. It's good to know that that's motivating, but that's not, that's not the purpose. And that's not really the goal. The goal is to sell stuff, to get credibility. And, you know, you want to have tangible goals. So the, the biggest problem most people have is they have too many ideas. They're like, I could write a million books. 
And it's true. They could. And so they don't know. They get stuck in that decision process of, should I write this one or that one? Should I write for beginners or not beginners? You know, and that's where you, really defining that audience is super, super important. Is, is it better to niche it down as far as you can? Yeah. Instead of being so broad? Yeah, because you can write more than one book. You can write more than one series. So let's just say that, you know, you're, you're a manufacturing company and you, you know, you sell really expensive things and you want to use this book to pre-sell people and pre-educate them on what they need to know before they even talk to you, right? And so in that particular case, you're going to write a book that's basically your sales presentation or all the things that, you're, that your salespeople wish people knew when they came in for that first call. So then you know exactly what you're writing. You're writing the frequently asked questions that are on your website. So with that, so my question on that too is this one thing that, that I like to do is like I, I consider myself somewhat of a, a storyteller in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And when someone's writing a book like this, do you instruct them to do, you know, a story-based kind of scenario or fact-based or, or a mixture of that? So I like, I like to, um, the, our whole system, like we have a whole system that we teach in a, in a do it yourself kind of course thing. Um, and also it's the same system that we use when we write the books, but we, we teach people to, I'm sorry, I completely lost your question. I was just babbling and story, now I'm not story versus story versus, okay. I was like, Oh my God, where am I going with this? I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, because you want both, you want both. And we, we teach, we, we work on a neuroscience level where we're like trying to, to help the brain get addicted to the person's content yeah. and addicted to what they do and, and be excited to keep reading the book. So we structure the chapters in a very specific way with story blocks and, you know, definitely def, uh, straight up teaching. Like, what do you, what do you, teaching them? Are there myths? Are there mistakes to avoid? Things like that. We, we put them into blocks and then we design the chapters and we design the book to have repeated blocks so that every single chapter has the same block. So maybe, for example, you've got a story at the top, then you've got some teaching, then you've got, or maybe it's your story at the top and then you've got some teaching and the person in their head when they're reading that is going, yeah, but that's you. I can't do that. So then you have a client story yeah. So that they can, you, you, you take care of that objection right there. Then maybe you have some exercises. Then maybe you tease the next chapter. So that would be a chapter flow. And in order to drop dopamine every time someone's reading and make them keep turning those pages and keep being addicted to your content, you repeat that flow every single chapter. That sounds very familiar with a lot of books I've just read. read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's important. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just good storytelling. You've got to be able to, if you're all over the place, if you notice it when you read a book that you just, you just can't get through it, like that's because they're all over the place. They, they want to say so much and so they say it, but there's no order and there's no structure and there's no predictability. Sure. Our brains love predictability. We love to figure things out. So when we know they're going to tell a story and then they're going to teach something and then they're going to show me that somebody else did it that that just drops that little bit of dopamine into their brains and they're like, okay, good. Okay. I, I, I can do this. You know, they've got to know they can do it. Okay. So self published versus getting a publisher pros and cons. Oh my gosh. Um, so the only reason, and I, and I hate to say this because I love, I love books. I love publishers. I love traditional publishers, but the only reason to go with a traditional publisher is if you need to be in mainstream bookstores and you have zero desire to have any control over your book. 
Like they control the cover, they control what actually goes into the book, they control, you know, some some contracts they they take up to ninety percent of any money that comes in. Oh, wow. Some some contracts they own, you know, worldwide rights. Some contracts they own whatever um, whatever you might create off the book. So if you create an online course off the book, they own that. Like like it's you got to be really really careful with those contracts, and it's it's very difficult for a lot of people because they're so flattered. Um, the fact is, is that what we call self-publishing these days is actually indie publishing where you create your own small press. We actually, our company does this for people. So it's like they're self-publishing, but we're doing it for them so they don't mess it up and so that they don't have to learn how to publish because it is a heck of a learning process. People think, oh, I just uploaded to Amazon and it's for sale. And, and there's like a 200 point, like we've done, we just did this process we, we, when we created the publishing modules. <laughs> the self-publishing, there's so many steps. There's got to be over a hundred and, and you got to know each one and you got to know when to do which ones. And, and it's just crazy. So we do that for people uh, so that they own their content. They own the revenue from the content. They have complete control, but they have a professional behind it who loves books. That's the problem with a lot of the book companies out there. And I, I don't, I don't want to like bash anybody, but if, a, if you're looking at a book company and and they're just trying to churn out numbers and they're just trying to churn out a lot of books or they're saying, oh, we'll guarantee yeah. bestsellers and all of that. <laughs> but they don't actually care about books. That's a problem. Like sure. I read three books a week. <laughs> you know, I'm constantly trying to, I, I read them for me and I also study them for, for like, how can we like, what did they do that was cool that we could use in our books? So just, just work with people who love books is, is the biggest piece of That's advice. Cool. I like that. I like that. Oh, where was I going? I had a question. Boy, it's a it's a forgetty kind of day. <laughs> yeah, it's the, you know, it's, the, it's the end of the day. You know, this is my favorite day of the week because I get to do these types of things and, and talk with individuals like you. You know, when it comes to like that. So, I mean, are, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, this is one thing I've seen, and I'm not going to uh, point them out, but I see people writing books as a collaborative sometimes or individuals. Mm -hmm. And then they all come together in a spot and they get Amazon bestseller for an hour a day or what, yeah. like that. you know, yeah. what are your yep. thoughts on that? Um, well that you, you're actually talking about two different models. You're talking about collaborative books and you're talking about the bestseller model. So, um, collaborative books were that, that was a, um, a very lucrative for a short period of time way for publishers to actually make some money. Cause publishers and, I see, and I see people here locally. Well, everybody writes a chapter. Right. Everybody writes a chapter and sometimes there's a celebrity involved like, oh, you can be in a book with Jack Canfield and, and that makes them feel good. And they're paying right. sometimes up to $10,000 to write that chapter. Like there it's, it is a pay to play model. And because they want to say they're an author and they want to say they want their name attached to that celebrity, they right. will pay it. And honestly, just write your own book. <laughs> You know, like I can teach you how to do it yourself and do it the exact same model that we use and, and you'll come out with an amazing book that's yours. I have a hard time looking at a collaborative book and, and feeling like every single person got the value of that book because, you know, people skim books. You know, you, you might have a book and they might pick it up, but did they read your chapter? Or did they read somebody else's chapter? And are there calls to action in there? And are you are you trying to establish yourself as an authority? But there's oh, there's all these other people in the book. Plus, there's a celebrity. Like, 
that doesn't make it doesn't make sense to do yeah. it that way but it was it was a way for people to get published when they didn't think that they could and a lot of people feel like they just can't do it so can't do it. okay but it, it's not true they can and then as far as like being a bestseller on amazon i mean it for i've seen people doing it, it doesn't seem that difficult um it's it's really not it's that is another again it's a model it's a it's a, a digital algorithm and if you know what the algorithm is, you can do it. And the fact is, on Amazon anyway, you know, there's thousands, if not tens of thousands of categories, and they change the bestseller list every hour. So, you know, there you have tens of thousands of chances to be a bestseller for an hour. And it's, it's so it's kind of like, eh, is that any, but, but the perceived, the perception is, oh, they're a best-selling author. And so that they just want that label. A lot of people just want that label. label I sure. say, write a fantastic book, be an actual bestseller, use the bestseller campaigns if you want to. I mean, they're a great way to, to, to play with the algorithm. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but write a good book that's worthy of saying you're a best-selling author so that people don't think like, this, this isn't that great a book. How is it a bestseller? I like that. I love it. <laughs> so how, do, how does, Julie, how does someone get more information from you? And, and if they want to write a book or get started, you know, with the businesses like that, that are out here listening, you know, where do they go to get started? So I'm actually, I, I decided right before we got on here that I wanted to give your people something special because, oh, um, because it's local, like there's not a lot of podcasts that I go on where it's local businesses. I do a lot of work with digital people, yeah. uh, digital marketers, not digital people. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, and, but local businesses are like my jam. I love help because I live in rural Maine. I live in the middle of the woods and, you know, having local business, like if we, if we didn't have local businesses, we wouldn't eat. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have uh, right on my website, nonfictionbookacademy.com. If you go to that forward slash LFP, I will have some special, um, some special training there just for local businesses so that they can actually figure out like, what could I do with this, with this idea? How could I actually like make this work? Did you send me and that link? I will. I will. It's okay. just to repeat it again, it's nonfictionbookacademy.com slash LFP. And, and we'll make sure that that just, just for you guys who are, wow. who are listening to Rob. That is sweet. I love that. That is the best call to action this year. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. So we got that out of the way. So this next segment is we're going to do some rapid fire questions and have some fun with this. Awesome. All right. So, but before we do the, before I get to ask you any rapid fire questions and, and hopefully make you blush, um, you get to ask me one question, anything you want, and I'll do my best to uh, give you a, a solid answer. Oh, well, if, we're, if we're going for, for blushing here, I'd say boxers or briefs. Oh, I've already asked that. You got to do better than that. Do better than that? I do better than that. All right. Um, God, this isn't this isn't very like rapid fire, is it? No. Um, winter or summer? Oh, summer all day. <laughs> summer all day. Yeah, you live I, in I, Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. Summer all day. Summer here in in Milwaukee is one of the beautiful spots. You know, it's uh, summer all day, and there's always something to do. And probably similar, to like what you where you're at is like that time period is so short. Yep. That yep. you you're out there from like right now, like the sun is high in the sky. Even now, when, when it snows, it melts right away, and I'm 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 geared up. I'm ready to go get my garden planted, mm -hmm. vegetables. 
Yeah, summer. <laughs> summer all day long. Summer all day long. I love it. Okay, my turn. Okay. All right, so we're going to just crank through this and virtue, virtue or sin. Virtue or sin what? I don't know. That was the question. I'm just reading from the list. <laughs> oh, virtues, because there's so many. Okay. Um, what's your superpower? Virtue. My superpower is looking at complex ideas and turning them into something simple that's easy to relate to the real world. Okay. Favorite junk food? <clears throat> Ice cream. Ice cream. What flavor? Or popcorn. Wait. <laughs> wait. Wait. <laughs> Orange. No, blue. Orange. Orange popcorn. <laughs> I love mint chip ice cream, but not okay. the green kind. No, that's right. No. It's, okay. There you go. Um, let's see here. Favorite number? Four. What is it? What does a person need to be happy? Love. Love. What's the best age? Oh, 50. 50? Where you at right now? I love it. That's my favorite. Uh, Let's see here. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Oh, my God. I totally do that all the time. But you know what? You turn the chip around and it's fine. There you go. You turn it around and it's fine. (laughs) Or or better yet, people get grossed out and then you get all the dip. No doubt. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to drop the mic there. All done. Julie's gross. (laughs) (laughs) Julie, I appreciate you so much for being on the first podcast and giving that incredible gift to all listeners up here. Um, It's been a lot of fun. I got tons of notes here. Awesome. And and make sure that when you guys are listening, take it online. How do people connect with you on social media? Are you out there? All that's on that page, nonfictionbookacademy.com slash LFP. I'll put everything there. If you want to email me a question, like I read all my emails. So yeah, go for it. Very good. And as always, guys, if you like this show, make sure you share it with at least one other person. And you can find me on all the social media outlets. All you have to do is search for Local Converse Podcast. Thank you so much, Julie. You're so welcome, Rob, and everybody else. I can't wait to read your books. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm going to get one. (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) 